Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. I hope that everybody's having a wonderful day. And remember to breathe in. And breathe out. Yeah, the world's crazy. We're still on lockdown, everybody. But uh, I really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast episode, especially new people. Thank you for, you know, clicking on whatever you found this podcast and decide to give it a listen so uh i really appreciate appreciate everybody helping me out because i have five thousand almost six thousand downloads everybody so hooray for me um before i introduce my guests i wanted to introduce our sponsor and that is rebecca eigen for shadowdance.com Rebecca Eijin, an astrologer for 25 plus years, specializes in relationships from everyday decisions to critical life altering moments. Rebecca shares with you her practical wisdom and guidance for your life's journey and becoming who you're meant to be. Using Jungian psychology, Rebecca guides you to see the potential that hides in your hidden self, your shadow. Sign up for your shadow work in 7th house webinar or have a private consultation and find out how the universe has always had your back. You just didn't know it. So if you guys click um, the link down below, which is uh, w- which will lead to her website, remember to uh, tell Boone sent you. So if you do that, it supports foul. Also, uh, I'm also affiliate of Podbean. So if you are a podcaster uh, looking for a hosting site, try Podbean. They offer unlimited hosting plans and business plans, which I will link down below. Doing so helps support the Far Out Wisdom podcast. So the unlimited hosting plan is w- it's uh, www.podbean.com forward slash FOW, F-O-W. The business hosting plan is www.podbean.com forward slash pro forward slash F-O-W. And like I said, I'm going to link it down below so you guys click it. And it helps me a lot if you guys do so. Uh, And remember that I'm also, I also have a PayPal, Venmo. I also have a Patreon. So if you you really like FOW and my little sense of humor, uh, talk about all these crazy stuff with pretty much far out people, doing so you know goes goes a long way so in this episode i decided to have randall stroud from nalina global and i had my friend john pierre uh to come on talk about uh trans ad league and stuff like that so we we talked about COVID 19 we talked about current day politics we talked about uh lots of things and we just it, it's our opinion I, I know that you know in this day and age everybody's like really angry at each other but hey we're just having a conversation and talking with each other and I really um wanted to point out that uh you know near the end John was uh he was talking about how you know losing friends and stuff and that's not what that's not the aim of this podcast the aim of this podcast is to pretty much put everything out in the open um and we 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 all three of us try to explain ourselves the best of our ability. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And remember to always stay far out. Bye.
and it is recording. Let me see. Okay. All right. So I'm back with my boys. John was late. It's his Filipino time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so as um, as I had two of my homies, and we decided to have a conversation about. We're going to be talking about transgender in sports. Uh, trigger alert. We're not trying to make anybody mad or anything like that. So don't, you know, send us hate mails or anything like that because this is just a conversation that I really want to have with these two because the fact that I'm curious. I'm not, me and Randall, um, we had this conversation before, uh, but I did not know what he was talking about because I'm not an MMA fighter. I have no idea about sports. I don't know how do you guys, um, you know, pick and choose your fighters there i think rana was talking about weight class i'm like weight class what does that even mean <laughs> so um that's like me going up to you guys and talking about makeup and you guys like what the f- what are you talking about contour what's contour so so i have randall from natalini global back say hi randall hello <laughs> so you guys know him he was in the episode before and then we have a new beautiful face which is john Say hi, John. Welcome to the Fart Wisdom universe. He's driving, by the way. Hello. I, I am it... beautiful, but okay. I'll take it. <laughs> Dude, you got to be careful because the last time you got into like an accident driving. I remember that. Okay. Oh, it was a Tesla's fault, not mine. I'm kidding. It just... No, it wasn't my fault at all. Just, just want to disclose all that. Um, it's being investigated, yes, but I was, I, uh, there was already an accident before I came in the picture. So there was an accident, then you just joined in with the fucking crash orgy? What is it? Exactly, exactly how you just explained it. Wow. Everybody's okay, by the way. I, well, I think somebody got really hurt. I shouldn't be laughing about that. I'm going to go hell for that. But John's okay. He came out fantastic. So John is a, a fight. Did you get back into fighting, John? So that's the plan. Right now, I am back to, uh, well, I'm getting back in shape. Okay. Um, and starting next week, I've actually um, gotten invited to to train with uh, with a friend who invited me before a long time, a while back, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, his name is Kai Wu. He actually he's Asian, by well, Kai Wu. Duh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. He he fights out of Asia as well, and he trains here in he trains here in the U.S. Oh, interesting. So. Um, so, yeah, so upcoming. Well, he's a pro fighter, and he's he's up there. He's up there, and um, I know it, it's a different topic, but I, you guys will will eventually see him. He's actually he's actually had a TED talk too. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Like to, yeah, I would like to like invite him some other time. Oh, that'd be nice. I would have a conversation with that. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know like martial arts martial arts or anything like that but um uh so randall you're back in in the ring are you are you are you competing or are you just oh no i you know i'm i'm uh gonna be 34 years old in june and i competed all throughout my 20s and you know um i still have a select group of people that i that i you know do privates with and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. the only way that i would get back into the ring is if you know there was a huge paycheck waiting for me. But do, do, like, okay, so if you guys get into like, a, like if you guys compete, for example, like, do you guys still win money? Or like, that's what I heard. Uh, it, it, it just depends. So like, um, I mean, there's all different types of martial arts, you know, like 
there's boxing, taekwondo, wrestling, there's all kinds of combat sports. And then you have, you know, mixed martial arts. But, you know, there's amateur matches where you wear headgear and you don't get paid. And then there's tournaments where you just win trophies and medals and you normally don't get paid for those either. But once you go into the professional realm, you have to apply for a license. It's oftentimes televised Mm -hmm. and then you do get paid. So Mm -hmm. the professional and the amateur ranks are different. And there are some amateurs out here that are competing in tournaments and they're just as good as some of these pros, but they just don't take it to that level. And, you know, it's more of a part time thing for them. But once you go into the pro ranks, like that's, you know, your job now. But some pro fighters do have a normal job and then they, you know, do professional fighting at the same time. And right now there's a heavyweight UFC fight tonight with mm-hmm. uh, his name is Stipe Miocic. You know, he's the champion and, he, and he's defending his title and he's a heavyweight champion, but he also works as a firefighter. I, I don't know how he balances. Ooh, somebody's somehow gonna somehow he does it. <laughs> yeah, somehow he does it. Oh, wow. I can I can imagine like with me, if I get into like MMA and I'm tiny, I'm not going to get into it, but. I, I could imagine myself doing that and working at Subway. Fuck it. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. It's always a good I mean, exercise either way. He's <laughs> like, um, so <clears throat> now that you guys are, are so you guys are, are in your, your 30s. How old are you, John? Like you're, you're in your like 20s? I just, I just, I just turned 30 on January. Oh, you're still young. Well, we're in our 30s, by the way. <laughs> So if you guys, I, I feel but, old. Well, at least in a fighting world, uh, my age is considered old. <laughs> really? So if you guys become old, so it's like they they look for like a certain age you have to retire. Like what's the what's the average age that MMA fighters retire? Uh, well, I mean, it all depends. Like for example, Bernard Hopkins, one of my favorite boxers, he retired a couple years ago at the age of fifty two. And he became a world champion at the age of 48. So most fighters, like what John just said, once you hit 30, that's about your prime. And then, you know, once you're like 34, 35, you're, you're pretty much on the downslope. So okay. most fighters, most fighters, once they hit 35, if they take really good care of themselves, they might be able to push it to 40. But it all depends. So think of your body like a car. And it has miles on it. So if you're one of these fighters that's really defensive and you don't take a lot of damage, your career is going to last longer. But if you're someone that's like, you know, uh, Rocky and every fight that you get into is a war and you take a million punches to the head, you're going to have a a, a shorter career. So it just depends. But I would say on average, um, like mid 30s, um, you know, your your career is pretty much on the downslope. For most right. people. Right, right. And so is that also with women? Because it's a little bit different with women um, as well as that. Uh, between... well, well, I mean, women have two arms and two legs, just like men do. They have ligaments and muscles that can be, you know, torn and, and broken. So it all, depend, it, it, it all depends on how you treat your body and what your style of, of you know, fighting is. You know, right. um, there are some fighters that fight well into their 40s and are still successful. And right. then there are some fighters like Mike Tyson. 
Mike Tyson in, in his 20s was a monster, but he didn't take good care of himself, got in a lot of uh, trouble. By the time that he was like 31, 32, he was pretty much done, and mm-hmm. he wasn't really that successful anymore. But mm-hmm. then a guy like Randy Couture in the UFC, he became champion at age 42 and was dominant. So oh, wow. it just depends. It just depends. So, so what about both of you? Do you guys feel like the like the after effect of fighting for well did you guys both you guys compete um professionally correct Uh, i'll I'll let i'll let john talk for a second because i've been talking for a minute so i'll (laughs) let him chime in for a moment go ahead john sure thing so no i'm still i'm still an amateur Uh, i'm (laughs) working my way up to turn pro um i should have turned pro two years ago uh and uh of course, I follow with my uh, my coach instruction not to turn pro yet until I win one amateur title. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling the age. Like, you know what? A uh, couple more fights, like two fights left, title or not, it's gonna be my decision. Because really, anyone can turn pro. Anyone can get a license. Uh, as far as I know, uh, someone I I sparred with a lot of pro fighters who shouldn't even be a uh, considered professional fighter, mm-hmm. but um, like to me, it's all business. It's all business, and I just want right. to get back to what Randall was saying earlier about retirement. Um, yes, I do agree. Um, average around uh, mid thirties, thirty five. There's this guy named uh, George Saint Pierre. He's uh, he's one of the best of all time in mixed martial arts, and I I, I believe that he played it smart um, mm-hmm. during during his early days of his uh, fighting career, um, he was getting hit a lot in his head. Uh, 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 he was taking a lot of headshots. And this guy was coming from a karate background. Mm-hmm. And what that means, like, it was striking, mostly stand-up. And the guy learned how to be better in wrestling. And right. it's what, um, what, what kind of, what kind of, made his career longer because he would wrestle people. He would, he would take people down and kind of mm-hmm. smother them and, and punch them. Yes, it's not like, it's not like damaging, him, uh, damaging his opponent so much that they would get concussion, okay. but enough to win the fight. So basically he played it safe towards the end of his career. Um, and, and he got out of the he got out of the game early, which is a good thing. I'm not bashing on that. I respect that. He got out of the game without really, really hurting himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can't imagine getting hit in the head. Like, me just getting, like, smack myself, combing my hair. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> That's why I never got into MMA. But majority of my, my girlfriends did. They got into, like, MMA and stuff like that. And, and they, you know, tell me that, you know, um, with women, it's a little bit different because of the fact that they have to make sacrifices and, and like hold out on the family. Does that make sense? I mean, I mean nobody's not going to get into a ring with a pregnant chick. You know what I mean? It's just it's not. No. <laughs> it's like, can you right. imagine that? I would recommend that. I w- Go ahead, John. <laughs> I, was, I was saying competing in mixed martial arts or any type of combat sports in general, uh, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a game. It's, it's not a game where you can just, you know, take it lightly. It's uh, right. Um, the best of the people, the best of the guys, the best of the women under right. these sports have to do this full time. 
and you know, just like what Randall said, we don't we don't know how um, a guy named uh, uh, Stipe Miocek, which is a UFC heavyweight champion, um, what that means he is considered the baddest man on the planet, like what uh, what Mike Tyson had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was considered uh, one of the most, if not the most, dangerous man on the planet. So right. that that is worse. Uh, uh, that is where Stipe's status is. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, at the same time, as you mentioned, he is a firefighter. So that is really impressive uh, juggling his uh, his outside work of the UFC. Um, but I kind of have a I kind of have an experience or a glimpse of what he does because I worked for Tesla and I was putting in like 60, 80 hours. Of course, I wasn't like like uh, uh, going on a fire truck, um, trying right. to save people, trying to fight fire. It's not like that. But I kind of have an idea on on how he does it. Right. Uh, you know, coming from a sales uh, sales background, I would I would suck a couple of cars in the morning, lift weights on the afternoon, finish my work in the office around five, and go straight to uh, to the gym again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I was uh, was full time doing. Uh, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and Muay Thai. I, mean, I would love to go on more of that. I know that uh, I know um, we're going to have to talk more about the topic um, when it comes to transgender. Yes. In, uh, yes, in sports. Yes. Especially in the combat sports like mixed martial arts. Right, right. Well, 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 just to chime in really quickly about juggling careers and whatnot, whenever you're in your early days of coming up in the lower ranks, the average uh, boxer, professional boxer, gets paid maybe a couple of hundred bucks for a fight. And then wow. as you go up in, and then as you go up in the ranks and as you become more popular, the promotions pay you more and more. Now, boxing has been around for a whole lot longer. Right. So the organization is a lot more uh, put together and boxers typically get paid more MMA fighters. They get paid like not very good at all. And I'm actually friends with uh, Kung Lee. He's a Vietnamese uh, fighter who is now retired from the UFC. And he's actually mm-hmm. involved in a lawsuit with the UFC because the promoters are making millions of dollars and these fighters are putting their lives on, on the line and they're getting paid chump chains like five or six grand. You know, mm-hmm. Now, five or six grand is pretty decent money, but not when you're considering that you're putting your health on the line. So coming up through the ranks, you, you really have to you know, market yourself very well so that you can get paid because you do have a finite amount of time that you can make money because once your body doesn't work anymore, there's no retirement plan or pension in fighting once once you can't fight anymore you're done so uh, marketing Mm -hmm. marketing yourself and and picking smart fights and going into smart organizations there's this whole business side where we could do a whole podcast just on the corruption that is in uh, professional combat sports and and that'd be cool yeah you know throw that out there 
yeah, that'd be good if you guys invite the like fighters and then just have this conversation. You guys can come on file and talk about that. So that's really um something that not a lot of people talk about. Like like Joe Rogan, he talks about MMA and stuff like that, but I don't get really interested because of the fact that I just don't. He talks to like professional, like the guys who are like on the top. And so, um, t- talking about the bottom, the bottom ranks, the people climbing up the ladder, just like everybody else, it's like a higher higher like a hierarchy, basically. Like from the, you start from the bottom yep. and then goes to the top. So. So the topic, so could you guys define um, MMA? So John said combat sports. So, and, and we're going to be talking about transgenderism or transgender in sports. So could you guys define mixed martial arts to the audience if they don't know, if they're just like a regular person? Uh, John, can you try to define it? And then uh, Randall, you can chime in. Sure thing. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, basically, uh, mixed martial arts today, um, it's, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Randall, but it's a combination of the most effective martial arts or uh, combat system um, in a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, combination of boxing, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, Muay Thai kickboxing, mm-hmm. and a lot more, and a couple more other uh, martial arts that uh, don't get mentioned a lot, um, such as karate. Well, karate has been popular forever. Right. Um, another combat. Uh, uh, another combat form is uh, sambo, which is like a a, a Russian fighting system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm kind of like, I'm not saying martial arts because I'm not even sure anymore which ones are considered martial arts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but for the most part, uh, the ones that I know, uh, majority of the fighting style that they use in mixed martial uh, mixed martial arts um, are combinations of all other martial arts that have been um, in a sport okay. or what some, what other, what some other people would say, watered down, um, watered down fighting or, or a watered down version of war. Yeah. Yeah. And Rado, do you agree with his, like um, his definition of it? Well, well, um, he he did make some good points and the, the history of martial arts, I mean, goes back, thousands and thousands of years you know uh d- different cultures came up with different ways of, of fighting you know like you go to japan you mm-hmm. have karate and jujitsu if you go to china you have all these different you know kung fu styles um th- those are considered like traditional martial arts and okay. they were you know designed that th- they were designed for like you know war practices you know so it if you practice you know a traditional martial art like uh filipino martial arts like kali they mm-hmm. do like a, a lot of, uh, you know, knife fighting and they're teaching you like how to kill someone. Like this is how you go to war. Now, obviously we can't walk around just, you know, stabbing people and, you know, and, you know, kicking people in, in the nuts and all these kind of things. <laughs> can I, ju- you know, can so I jump it- in real quick? Yeah. Can I jump in real quick? So John, you're Filipino, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So the funny, I, I know this is out of topic, but I just wanted to bring this up. The other day I was reading about yo-yos. And that the Filipino used that as a weapon. <laughs> what the you fuck? know, I just uh, uh, this is the history that I know about yo-yo. I, I, 
I know I used to play yo-yo when I was a kid. Me too. Uh, just, I just didn't know uh, uh, the history of it. Uh, this is just from someone telling me, okay? Uh, what yeah. they, yes, yo-yo was supposed to be like a, a weapon. From my understanding, I'm not sure if this is... I, I'm going to look this up. From what I heard, they used to yeah. put like... Uh, they used to use grenades or like some kind of bump, so, so, some kind of explosion uh, to use it for war. So right. I'm not so sure if someone is making that up. But as far as I know, yes, yo- the history of yo-yo was, was, a, was a weapon. You know who I learned it from? Uh, you, I learned it from Joe Coy. Joe Coy is a comedian. He's Filipino. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine getting assassinated by a fucking yo-yo? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, sorry, Randall. I just wanted to bring that up. That was pretty funny that I thought about. But so go ahead, uh, Randall. You were talking about the Filipinos and their um, their martial art. Well, well, well like uh, a really good example, like uh, John was talking about that, you know, uh, mixed martial arts or any sort of sport is like a watered down version of like the the, uh, the the original traditional martial art, which was usually meant for, you know, for war purposes, a uh, really right. good mm-hmm. example. If we take if we take karate for example, you know they practice with swords and sticks and all these different kind of things. And many of the original practitioners of of karate, or as the legend goes, they invented the art. A bunch of farmers in Japan to defend themselves against uh, the the samurai that would come through the villages and and sort of bullied them. Now, obviously, right. in if you look at mixed martial arts. In the early 90s, there was only like two or three rules, you know, no kicking in the nuts and like no poking in the eyes. Mm-hmm. But people still did it. And there was no weight classes. So a 100 pound guy could fight a 300 pound guy. It was crazy. And it was like style right. versus style. So like, you know, karate versus sumo and all these kind of things. But what we learned was, is that many martial arts had, you know, um, had ignored the grappling element. So a lot of wrestlers were doing very well and taking down boxers and Taekwondo guys and all these things. So for years we thought, man, all those kicks and things, all those pretty techniques don't work. Then people learned how to defend against, you know, grappling. And then we started seeing more kicks. And so, so basically modern mixed martial arts is, um, you know, and in modern mixed martial arts and the UFC and other organizations, I think there's like um, anywhere from 10 to 20 rules to uh, abide by. So like, right. you, know, you can't hit someone in the back of the neck. You can't poke them in the eye. You, you can't bring a knife to the ring and stab someone. But the goal of the UFC and this <laughs> MMA in general is, is let's allow people to use whatever technique from whatever martial art they want with as few rules as possible so that they can express themselves as honestly as possible because MMA Mm -hmm. MMA is a sport. It has rules. You know, it's not going to war. There's no guns. There's no knives. There's no multiple opponents, but MMA is the sport of fighting. Whereas boxing is the sport of punching. Right. So the, the sport is important because it allows you to practice your martial art as realistically as possible without someone getting, you know, killed because there are some rules and a referee. Whereas in the traditional martial arts, they get criticized a lot because they practice all these movements that could kill someone. 
but they do it with a willing partner and it's just for demonstration purposes because mm-hmm. you can't really practice breaking someone's neck because once you break their neck, they're just dead. So it's hard to practice it on, you know, a, a, a willing uh, partner. So right. mixed martial arts is is basically uh, the, the the safest and most humane way to let's see who would win if two people got in the cage together and, and fought and we took away the most, you know, violent techniques and let them go at it. And as right. time goes on, more people are starting to experiment. So as John said, at first it was boxing and wrestling and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Those martial arts, you know, were very practical and did very well. But as fighters are getting better, they're experimenting and then they're starting to branch out and bring in techniques from more esoteric martial arts like like Wing Chun Kung Fu or, you know, Taekwondo and the fighters are getting more creative. Uh, so it really is an environment where any sort of martial artist can sort of, you know, test their techniques in a somewhat safe environment and maybe even get paid. Right. So you guys, so you guys both agree to the audience who's listening, who's listening. It has rules. Every sports have rules. So like John said, combat sports, um they're are they very strict with the rules right they're very oh like, yeah you know, i mean yeah you, you, you can yeah, literally yeah, get they're, fine they're very strict in the rules. Yep. yeah so now we're gonna be we're, this is what i brought these two that i want to be i want to be talking about so mma has rules and uh, you guys know it's really obvious that men are built much more bigger than women um i'm not yeah. saying this to discourage any trans women uh, to to compete, but um, you guys know I know that uh, Fallon Fox did a lot of damage to her opponents. She cracked their skull. I don't know what happened after that fight. So I wanted to ask you too, since you guys do compete in sports, what do you guys? What are your thoughts on uh, a trans woman competing with a biological woman? Uh, John, We're I'll go ahead and let that. you, you know, go first, and then sure. I'll I'll chime in. Absolutely, We're talking about that Fallon fighter, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Fallon. Fallon or, Fox. Yeah. Um, Fallon Fox. Yeah. Whoever allowed that fight to happen should be sued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, as you said, your know, men are are built different. That's just uh, how to explain this. That's basically just. Um, Without sounding so offensive, that's it. It's okay. It really looked like, <laughs> yeah. It really looked like you putting an adult versus a child, right? Uh, and you know, John's not calling Fox, women a child. <laughs> that's not what he's saying. He's just talking about the body. He's he's yeah. making the analogy for the body no. being built differently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being built differently. I believe. Um, I was listening to a podcast before. I, I might have um, heard this from um, from uh, from Joel Rogan, and you know, as, as you've said, that you know, men are are built um, built different than than uh, women. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, men would have more advantage. Their their bone structure are are more dense, more bigger than than women. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say that, um, yeah. but but that's just the way it is. Not that a woman 
uh, sorry, a woman uh, uh, cannot beat a man. I mean, of course, there are plenty, plenty of um, women out there who can uh, beat up men through um, uh, through their practices, whatever combat uh, uh, um, combat system that they're training. Mostly, I uh, would say uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Um, they can. It is possible for a woman to to uh, uh, beat up a man who, who is trained in in um, in the art of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if even if they're even if they are uh, uh, they are the same size, and I've seen this happen. However, if you put if you put someone let's just say, uh, with the same skill, a man versus, versus a woman, with the same skill set, um, same, same weight. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you right now that the man would win right. 10 out of 10. Right. Right. Regardless of training, because of the fact that he's I, built more bigger, right? I just don't know how to like to express it even more um i guess i'm gonna have i'm gonna have randall to like uh um add to it yeah sure add, yeah. yeah okay just, well just add more stuff to it yeah well for anyone listening for anyone's listening and they're getting triggered by this i can give you a real life example so I actually do follow um, female fighters and female martial artists, and I respect them very much. A lot of people don't know this, but um, the Chinese martial art of Wing Chun was actually created by a woman, mm-hmm. you know. So, so uh, Ip Man and Bruce Lee, you know, um, they are the ones that popularized, you know, Wing Chun, that system of martial arts. And it has some, you know, somewhat effective techniques that I that I like to borrow from sometimes. But there are some historical uh, female martial artists. Now, with that being said, my favorite female boxer is Lucia Riker. Mm-hmm. She was a champion uh, in boxing and also in, in Muay Thai kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she only lost a, a handful of fights. I mean, she was just, she was badass. I mean, she's like in her late 40s now, but. She was just insane, but she did a challenge match against a man who was not even championship caliber, and they fought in a kickboxing match. And you can you can look this up on YouTube, Lucia Riker versus Man. Um, he was some Thai guy, and mm-hmm. those people from Thailand they have like these really long names that I can't pronounce. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but in that fight. She put up a decent fight in the first round, but you could tell that she was just, you know, being manhandled because, as John said, um, the longer that your body is uh, exposed to testosterone, the denser and harder your bones get. Mm-hmm. So men can, men can take more damage, too, physically. It's not just about being stronger, but also more durable, Right. you know? So as John said earlier, if you take a woman, let's say that she weighs 150 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, and she is a world-class martial artist. Yeah, she could probably beat up a lot of guys at the bar who don't train. And that goes for me as well. I mean, I weigh 175 pounds. Mm -hmm. I could beat up a guy that outweighs me by 50 pounds if he doesn't know how to fight. Yeah, I could probably mess him up. But I weigh 175 pounds. 
And if I was to fight a guy who weighed 200 pounds and we had the same amount of training, I'm in big trouble because we have the same amount of training technique wise, but he's also stronger and bigger. So unless I get lucky and land, you know, a really good shot on him, or I just happen to catch him in something, the odds are not in my favor. And if you're a woman on top of that, it's really not going to be in your favor. So it's just science and it's just biology. And this is not to say that if you're a woman, you shouldn't uh, learn how to defend yourself or train Mm-hmm. Uh, because no amount of training is going to make you invincible, but it will increase your chances of success. But it is irresponsible to put a biologically, um, you know, uh, spec- uh, specified male, call right. him a fe- call him a female after he's been exposed to testosterone for 25 years of his life. Right. And then you put, but then, but then you put him on estrogen um, and testosterone blockers. It doesn't matter because his bone structure has already been exposed to testosterone for two decades, and he's going to be he's going to have a stronger skeletal system than all of his opponents, and it's just not fair. That's why right. we have drug testing, even for males. That's why we have drug testing, weight classes. We have uh, rules like you know you can't poke someone in the eye or kick them in the balls. This right. is all to protect. This is all to protect the fighters from permanent damage because, yes, injuries are going to happen, but we don't want people to get killed. Right. Fallon Fox, you know, almost killed somebody. Twice, I believe. Correct? Am I right? I, I, why didn't I prepare for this? All I know is that I saw, I saw the first fight. I forgot who it was. It was like a blonde chick and she got fucked up. Like you could just tell like, okay, this is how, this this is what I want to say. We're not saying for you to not compete. If you are a trans man, you don't see this. You don't see a trans uh, man competing in an MMA. Have, have that ever happened? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. But majority of the time, it's, oh, it's, oh, oh, are, 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 are you talking about someone who is born biologically as a female Fem- and, then and then said, yeah. Hey, I want to be a man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that you could YouTube it and find an example, but the result probably won't be too pretty. <laughs> it, it's going to be it's going to be the same thing. Um, John, me, and Randall, we're not telling you to not compete. We're we're trying to protect the fighters. Okay, now majority of the time the male fighters are going to win. Like I said, we make the argument that it's biologically they're just uh, superior it, physically. It's not that women are weak or we're not trying to like put you down or anything like that but you have to remember these are years of training that these fighters go through i I think fallon fox got beat by somebody um by a woman but you have to remember these people are very they have the specialties and stuff like that you can't just like 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 john said whoever put those those two in in the ring together should be fucking sued because it's just not fair like with with our with sports in general especially like combat sport you have to be fair so for the solution i I'm going to make the argument that they should have their own um, title, like, like like their own category. Does that make sense? Like women, women, men, men, and trans women, trans women, and stuff like that, et cetera. Their et cetera. own league, a, a, a transgender <clears throat> league. Right. And and so the, the, the people, the, the trans uh, athletes, they're going to make the argument that they're, they're not being, you know um, – they're being uh, they're they're facing bigotry or discrimination yes yeah, but I'm all, I'm all for that yeah <laughs> it's just like 
I mean, it, it just not. I, I I don't see I don't see fairness because seeing the photos of what Fallon Fox did to that woman, wow, she was fucked up. Like, I, it's consent. If if that other fighter consent to being in the ring with another man with a man, then by all means, I mean there's pretty much nothing we can we can say. But if she doesn't know, I don't think you know. To be honest with you, I think Joe Rogan said that Fallon Fox did not tell anybody that she was um, previously a man. From my understanding, initially, initially, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we have go ahead, John. go ahead, John. Then he should be sued too if he didn't tell anyone about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't watch any sports or anything like that, but I to to kind of prepare for this podcast, I watched a little bit of it. I'm like, ooh, it's just like you could just tell it was just like it it was bloody, and um, they should have their own category. We're not saying um. um as a woman myself, a lot of a lot of women, uh, especially the feminists, who a lot of the uh, trans activists are calling turfs, right? Um, that uh, you we are women. We are women. Well, not really, because you can beat the shit out of the majority of the women that you see, because we're built tiny. I mean, we're we're not tiny like mouses or anything like that, but we're just. It, it's just that we we are better better off competing with our biological sex, you know, because it's the fact that it's it's more it's fairness that way. I mean, of course, just like uh, well, Randall said, you know. Um, if he fights with somebody who's like a little bit bigger than him by like 50 pounds, then maybe possibly there's a chance for him to win. But if he's going up to up against somebody who's like 200 pounds or something like that, then it's going to re- he's going to get fucked up. It's just common sense. Does that make sense? It's just like to, it's safety, common sense, and it's fairness between both for everybody in general. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like, I, I, I don't want to like, I totally understand what, like, I'm not, I don't want to sound like a bigot, just like John said. I don't want to sound like a bigot. But the thing is, is that um, you could just look at that fight, and I just felt bad for that chick. Like, it was just like, what the fuck? Well, I, you know, it's like. I, I, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. So, the the Russian military, they prefer to have female snipers over men because they discovered that women have bigger bladders and they can hold their urine much longer and they can hold a position much than a man can. Right. So is that, is that discrimination against male snipers or is that just the Russian army being realistic? So there are biological differences between men and women. And it's been proven that women also handle uh, th- their pain threshold over a a larger gap is better than men. Men can handle more pain in short bursts, but women can can sustain it for longer than men, and that makes them better snipers. So mm-hmm. there are certain biological uh, pros and cons to being a male or female, and nature designed it to be that way on purpose. I mean, think about it. A thousand years ago. If a woman was pregnant, she, you know, whenever you're, you're, you're pregnant and you've been pregnant before you're a mother, you can't run very fast. You, mm-hmm. you know, you move very slowly. Right. So you need a, you need a male to protect you from animals and other tribes that may try to harm you. So nature made men stronger on purpose so that we could protect the woman. Mm-hmm. It has been this way for thousands of years. And then, in the last 20, 30 years, now we're saying that that's not the case. Like, come on now. 
even late, oh, like weightlifting. Um, I believe there's, uh, I forgot her name. I just read the article not too long ago where uh, she is, uh, the reason why I say she is because uh, she went into reassignment surgery. She's taking estrogen and stuff like that. But she's still, like like you guys said, the residue of testosterone for years right. did, you know, changes to her body. Um, she's competing in the women category, by the way. So she's going to end up. I'm sorry to, go ahead. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, is this person, uh, was this person born a male? Yes. Or a female? Okay. Yeah, yeah and, biologically and, male. And, mm-hmm. and now, biologically, he's a male. Well, he's a male. Um, and that um, he or she competing in a women's um, right. mm-hmm. bodybuilding contest or powerlifting contest? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, uh, most likely, she's going to end up beating the females. I mean, come on. It's just, it just, I, like, I, like I would die on the hill, just like Joe Rogan. I will die on this hill to protect <laughs> women in sport because um, I think a lot of, um, I think Tulsi Gabbard, she she made, uh, I believe she passed, she, she brought up this argument that pr- to protect women's sport. And a lot of people were angry and called her a turf and stuff like that. But I mean, if I, I've seen, um, there was a runner, I've got, I've got her name. Uh, she was um, biologically born biologically male. And she's competing in women's sport, and she's beating all these females running. Like, what the? You know what I mean? It, it's just like <laughs> not only combat sport. You're starting to see a lot of trans women dominating women and pushing them out of scholarships and stuff because they're not. This is the critical race theory part. They're not oppressed enough. They they weren't they weren't um they always had a chance the opportunity giving to them. So what's the point of them competing, getting scholarships and stuff like that? So they well, just really they just give up. You know. Go ahead, Randall. Are you guys uh, familiar with with the uh, rapper Zuby? Yes, yes, yeah. So, so you know Zuby, you know he went to this female weightlifting, uh, you know, tournament, and he was trolling them. And he walks up to you know sign up for the competition, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, uh, I'm actually a woman. I identify as a woman." And they said, "Oh, okay." And he's clearly <laughs> a man. And he goes in there, and this guy is not even a professional weightlifter, right. and he just crushes all of these women. He he actually set the record for women's deadlift. What? And then and then and then as soon as the 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 tournament was over, he announced on Twitter uh, on Twitter, right. I now re-identify as a man. I'm no longer a woman. I just identified as a woman so I could set that record. And he was basically proving how silly it is. It is is ridiculous. I mean, I just like I said, I I stand firm, and I said they they should have their own league, because it it's to protect the females, it's to protect the males, it's to uh, play. I mean, that's sports as is. It's just be it's fairness, and, and and people want to compete, and just like you guys said, it's just a way for you guys to express yourselves. You know, what I mean, I just it's just like. Um, I, I I just I can't that fight still is in in my brain and I can't really get it out of my head because it's just like she was like I was kind of surprised she didn't get killed, you know what I mean? Like it's just well, like uh, go ahead, uh, John. Uh, are you are you still with us? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask if you guys watch South Park. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, I, I was gonna ask remember. John. Uh, but, uh, oh, well, oh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, go ahead and finish your sure, thought. Sure, I'm sure. sorry. Go for it. Go for it. 
Oh, I, I was just I was just going to say that, um, you know, John, let's create a hypothetical situation for the audience. So let's say that me and John agreed to have a an, an MM an MMA fight against each other. And then after the fight was over, one of us tested positive for synthetic testosterone in our system. Mm-hmm. What would happen, John? Um, if I was the one who, uh, um, who had that, uh, uh, enhancement drug in my body, then I, and I, I should be convicted for it. Cause like, that is not fair. It is, uh, there's a contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, you know, uh, John Jones, who is considered the most dominant fighter in UFC history, his whole legacy has been tainted because in his last couple of fights, after the fight was over, you know, every fighter has to get drug tested after the fight is over. And they found um, synthetic testosterone and steroids in his system. And then he actually got fined tens of thousands of dollars and has been banned from the sport. So if, if a male, mm-hmm. if, if a male fights another male and one of those males gets caught, putting steroids or synthetic testosterone in their bodies, they get penalized for that. They get fined. They get banned from the sport. But right. if you say, Hey, I'm, but if you say, Hey, I'm trans, then suddenly it's okay. And if you question it, then you're, you're a bigot, you're racist. You're or a this, bigot. You're that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we, we, uh, I, you, you can't, you can't like openly talk about this stuff or you're going to get banned for it. I mean, how can we, you know, create this league for trans to compete just like everybody else? We believe you are human, just like me, me, John and Randall. But we just Someone want to open up an organization for trans people. Yes. Trans women, whatever. Or if if you were if you were born as a male. And if you want to compete, and yes, you are a trans person, then uh, uh, you should be competing at with the with other males. Right. Uh, you you should you shouldn't be fi- you shouldn't be fighting other females at all. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry to say this. You might consider yourself as a female, but I'm I'm sorry, but biologically you're not. Yeah. You weren't yeah. born that way. You you have you will have an advantage. Yes, you have an advantage, and, and and you will win. You will win against just like John John said. It's like putting an adult with a child. <laughs> it's just not the same. You're you're gonna fuck well, that person up. I, 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 I want to ask ready? you guys a, a a question. Have you ever seen a feminist get mad that only men are required to sign up for the military draft? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, I have never seen like a purple hair. Where she's like, oh my god, I'm a president to take you. Okay, but could you yeah, go fight? Yeah. So, so, so every male, every male in the United States is forced to sign up for the Selective Service Act. You know, which means that if you don't for it, you can face up to a hundred thousand dollar fine. Right. But women are not required to do this because it's recognized even right now. The United States Army has passed a new fitness standard test. Every six months, a U.S. soldier has to take an Army fitness test, which consists of a two-mile run, a 140-pound deadlift, 
right. and they have to do um i think like five pull-ups and mm-hmm. a couple of other exercises it used to be easier but last year they had this uh this new test which is more difficult over 60 percent of the women are failing and they're getting kicked out of the army right and there's a huge uproar and women want to get the 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 test removed mm-hmm. but the army is pushing back and saying hey um you know I, we would much rather have a smaller more effective army than an army that will be in but we have a bigger weaker army right and and i like to add this nobody gives a fuck about your diversity if you're in combat okay if you're getting shot at okay you need to have people who are really strong to go into this place. So, so what do you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on um women in like uh, failing the marines? Like I know that I think the marines aren't they like the toughest ones to get in from my understanding? Well, for for normal enlistment, um but of course you can uh no. you can apply to go to you know navy seals or special forces. But, okay. but out of all the but out of all the entry level branches Yes, the Marines is the, the toughest to get into, right. and they have the lowest amount of female enlistees. Right, right. And I've I seen videos of people training Marines, and I would rather stick to the kitchen, okay? They get up. <laughs> they, they, it's tough. I don't know, have you guys ever seen the, the motherfuckers training? Jesus Lord. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I well, like my nappy know, naps. I mean, I... I I really don't mean to, you know, praise, you know, Donald Trump. I mean, there were yeah. some things that he did that I liked and some things Uh-oh, that he mentioned but, the orange man. <laughs> but but, you know, oh, shit. His, his his ban on transgenders going into the military, Donald Trump actually made a good argument for it because he said, "Hey, um as the policy stands now because Biden has reversed it, you can go into the military now as a man." And say, hey, you know what? I actually feel like I'm a woman now, and the military has to pay for that uh, transitional surgery. Really? So you have a lot of so you have a lot of people going into the military now just so they can get their their transitional surgery paid for. And Donald Trump said the reason why we don't want transgenders in the military because do we really want someone who is having to constantly take uh, hormone replacements and mm-hmm. th- they're constantly having to, uh, you know, go to, to the, the uh, hospital or the doctor to care for their, their genitalia that has been removed and it has right. to be constantly treated. And that, and that's going to be a, a huge financial burden on the military. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you want someone in the battlefield who is, you know, transitioning back and forth between male and female, it's a, a, a bit of a, of a safety hazard, and it's a huge financial cost that the, the military, who is funded by the taxpayers, has to absorb. So right. there is an argument for that as well. Yeah, yeah. So they're um, asking for a privilege. How about that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's just like, I remember when I was like in college, my first year in college, um, I used to, there was a, a, a woman, uh, butch, I'm talking about, woo, she was like, 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 she looked like the American bullies, man. And she was like a dog. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like the, the, her arms were just like oh, yeah. huge. Right. And so she was like, like a gymnast. <laughs> and so, uh, I remember having a conversation with her and I'm like this little petite little 
dumpling, right? In comparison to this fucking huge Godzilla. And I'm asking her, how did you, you know, she was a Marine. And she said, this issue has been happening for like quite some time since like 2007. So this is my conversation with her in college. And she was like, you know, uh, majority of the women fail because the fact that they're not, um, they're not fit. You can't, uh, because when the, I, I don't know when the Marines was established, but you have to remember that during that time, it was men. Majority of the time they were, they were, uh, it was the men being trained. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to make, you know, principles. I'm not principles. They're going to make rules that are, you know, they're thinking about the male body. So you can't change that because the fact that, you know, Marines, it's, I think they're the first to go in if there's like, you know, like Bin Laden and stuff yeah. like that. Was that the Marines that took them out? From my understanding? Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. So Navy it's like, six. yeah. So a lot of these people, like, like she was butch. Like she was like, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at her. She goes, look at me. I'm just a naturally a big woman. And so I, pretty much my body's like similar to a male right even though she, she what she said was scientifically wrong but she was marine she passed and she was like the only one that you know during that time so i'm not i'm not really sure what happened to her now but um she made a good point i mean it's just like with with the feminist and stuff they they have to understand when they say equality hopefully they mean opportunity but if you realistically speaking Women are a little bit, women are very much different in comparison to men. I mean, it's just like, you, you can't just put a cute little Asian girl in the Marines and go and shoot Bin Laden. Yeah, it's just, it's just not the same. I mean, I think Joe Rogan make a, a, um, his comedy. He was talking about how uh, the Secret Service, he goes, I wouldn't want a little small girl to fucking defend me. And he goes, I'm not sexist. It's just, I'm being realistic. I mean, all of us, I mean, we want somebody that's huge. I would like huge bodyguards, not like a cute petite person unless they know how to use a gun or something. I don't know, but th- it's just realistically speaking. Um, well, th- th- exactly. think about this: the 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 Navy SEALs is arguably you know the the most elite fighting force in the United States military. First, right. you have to join the Navy and pass that basic training, and then through the Navy, you can apply to the Navy SEALs program. In the history of the Navy SEALs, and the Navy SEALs are the ones that do covert operations. They're the ones who, you know, killed bin Laden. In the history of the Navy SEALs program, last year, the very first woman had mm-hmm. Navy SEALs basic training. Wow. Only one has, has been able to do it, just one. And that right. happened last year. So that... That tells you a lot, and there's a discussion that's happening right now, and it's very concerning, is that the, the Navy SEALs is considering lowering their physical requirements to have a more diverse Navy SEALs community. Wow. And it, 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 it's sort of like what's happening to, you know, we've been talking about, you know, stop Asian hate and, and Asian right. racism. But here's one thing that no one's talking about is that Harvard and many of these elite schools they're turning away Asian applicants left and right because they filled their their quota and they're dropping their standards to include more African American applicants because they want to diversify their campus. Society is no longer uh, about taking the the best applicants. All about let's let's brag about having the 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 first uh, this the most or the first that mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. Right. And nobody's talked about that. 
<laughs> as well with the Asian people. So John lives in the Bay, right? Is it the Bay? Like, okay, I shouldn't say it like that. He lives in what area do you live in, John? In in the, uh, in the area in the on the East Bay. I'm I'm by Hayward actually. East okay. Bay. East Bay. So a lot of the um. So we're going to change the subject to Asian hate because me and John, I'm Cambodian. He's Filipino, and Randall was raised by Asians, so he's technically Asian to us. So like <laughs> with the um, with everything going on with the Asian hate and stuff like that, John is in that area. So I, I remember when the first story happened of the Thai man that got attacked and he got killed, and you know I was wor- worried about John. I was like, hey man, be careful. John can handle himself. He don't need me to be worried about him. But um, so J- John. Like, so hearing the stories and stuff like that, what do you think about the situation and why do you think that um, the rise in crime against Asian is happening? Like your theory of what's going on, especially in your area? Um, um, you know what? The way I see it, uh, a lot of people are making this as, as if um, there's like some kind of group people attacking Asian people. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't in this. I don't see it that way just because, I don't know, I just don't see, there's not much really evidence. I do believe mm-hmm. there is some kind of um, um, individual racist acts, mm-hmm. uh, but not not really reflective of an oppressive power structure. Right. But that's just, yeah, that's that's just my opinion. I like that, how you how you wrote that, oppressive power structure. That That's that's right on, man. I wish I had like a bell and say ding on that one. But like, you're right. I mean, like if like what's happening, like um, <clears throat> so with the shooting that happened with I forgot his name. I think it was like Long. His last name was Long. Aaron Long, I believe. He was an incel. He attacked mm-hmm. these <laughs> parlor. I think that's what's his name, right? Right, John Long. <laughs> like I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't laugh. Oh my god, yeah. I'm such a fucking evil person. But um, he shot up this place. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, of this this parlor, the, this massage parlor, this spa or something like that. And um, I make the argument that the reason why he did it was not because of racism. It was because the fact that he had a sin and he happened to kill people that were Asian, Korean, by the way, Korean descent. And so a lot of people were, were saying that I was a race traitor, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. Those are Korean. I'm Cambodian. Okay. Totally different race of people. But the thing that makes me mad about the story is that the narrative of this whole crime against Asians. So they're grouping people all together, like me and John. John is Filipino. I'm Cambodian. Totally different people, even though we're kind of alike in similar ways. But Filipinos can sing and dance really well. So like, they, it's like totally different people, a group of people. And like, I, I just don't like the narrative because now it's focusing on us. And with Asians, we are basically on top of the hierarchy here in the United States of America. I mean, United States of America. I mean, we're it's just our culture, right, John? It's just our, our culture of um, hard work. You know, do what you got to do. Exactly. You know, we are, and and most of the remember, time we just stay quiet. We yes. keep it to our own. Yes. Um, I just kind of want to like, uh, um, I just kind of want to like, you know, wrap this up. And what I mean is, um, and and what I mean by that is that this guy was just sure the guy was having a bad day blue ball whatever and mm-hmm. he couldn't get what he wanted and start shooting people right. um um was he racist was it uh, uh was it racist we don't know we couldn't know but we should uh, uh we should just convict this man for 
kill, he killed people. Mm-hmm. He killed people. Simple as that. He's a piece of shit for killing people. Was mm-hmm. he racist? We don't know. It doesn't matter. He killed people. Right. Let's 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 just focus on that. How about that? Put right. him in jail or if um if whatever the law in uh what was this Atlanta Georgia? Yeah, Atlanta Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if they have death penalty there, then there you go. He killed people. Right. We don't have to like to like make this big. <laughs> the way I see it, um, the media, they're spinning this around about like, oh man, the the Asian hate is rising because that's 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 a hot topic. That's what sells. And right. I mean, we just we just talk we just don't talk about this, and that's what's that's what's hot right now. It's what's selling. Exactly. It's what's selling. It's like clickbait. And I think, uh, Randall, remember you brought up the the argument that the um, the Virginia Tech shooter, he was Asian, by the way. And I think he was rejected. From my understanding, is that's another incel violence that happened. I don't know. What, like, all well, I remember uh, was that. Yeah. Go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Randall. Oh, uh, well, the, the Virginia Tech shooter... He was a uh, a foreign exchange student. He was from Korea, right? And yeah, he wasn't too popular with the ladies, and he was kind of uh, you know a, a little bit of of a shy loner. And he felt right. and, you know and he felt very isolated, and he just snapped and he killed. I think it was like um, almost thirty students. It was like twenty eight, twenty nine students, right. and twenty four. And I believe it was twenty four of those students to be white um right and i remember during this time that the south korean government got on on tv and they apologized on behalf of, of his act and said that you know he he shamed their nation and i remember at that time at that time obama got on tv and said um let's not use this as an excuse to judge all um, you know, Asian Americans or or foreign nationals. This is <laughs> right. the act of one individual, and we cannot use this as an excuse to blame everyone of that demographic. And I completely agree with Obama. Mm-hmm. Same thing. If if a white guy, you know, if a white Christian goes into a church and he kills a bunch of Muslims, yeah, it's it's horrible, and that guy should go to prison and probably mm-hmm. get the death penalty actions of of one person you know doesn't make it okay to blame that entire demographic and me myself i was the victim last year of a mass shooting and (laughs) i was a white victim and there was two guys involved who were members of a black hate group called the the uh, black hebrew israelites and they claimed that asians and whites can't make it into heaven Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you go on Google or YouTube and you type in anything white on black, black on white, uh, black on Asian, you can find examples of, of anything. But the problem is the media keeps harping on these individual examples. And if all you do is watch the news, that becomes your entire worldview. Right. And suddenly, like, like right now, I have some of my Asian friends that I grew up with who were like family, like literally our family in my eyes. They're like, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of white people. And I'm like, uh, really? Me and you have been friends our, our whole lives. Have you ever felt 
afraid to be around me? No, but have you seen the news? And there's the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this is the last thing that, that I'll say, and I'll, I'll let someone else chime in, is this latest shooting in Colorado, you know, everyone thought it was a white guy that killed these 10 people in Colorado and everyone was all over Twitter saying, yeah, uh, a, a, uh, another angry white man shoots up some place. And then the next day we find out that he was uh, a, a Muslim guy from mm-hmm. Syria who hated Donald Trump. And then right. suddenly all the, 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 the woke left wing liberal activists Ooh, got quiet and not talk about that. Don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Young, yeah. It's like, so, oh, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah there's my take. Yeah. So with this entire thing with John, do you feel uncomfortable um, at the moment with what's going oh, on? With, no, like, not at all. No, not I'm, at just all. Saying that, I'm just saying that's that's what uh, um, that's what most people's uh, reaction would be like. Oh, it's actually a Muslim guy. Let's not talk about that. Right. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh, is that, is he white? Damn it. Nope. Never mind. We're not going to, you know, it's not clickbait. And that's, and they're going to find a way to justify it. I guarantee you. They're going to find a way to justify it and say, oh, well, like Sarah Zhang, for example, is a good example. She made some racist ass tweets against whites. And so um, she kept her job. And so the New York Times make the argument. They said they pointed they pointed out the reason why she made these statements was the, was the fact that she faced racism. So therefore, she had the right to be racist back. They're going to say the same thing with Ahmed. They're going to same thing. They're going to say, well, because he faced racism as a child of Syrian refugees and blah blah blah. And so this is where you start to see like the, the mainstream media. They're they're starting to, to fall. Their whole organ- the, the whole mainstream media institution is going to fall in about a couple of years or more, you know, because the fact that people are starting to wake up and now they're bringing Asians into it because the fact that Asians demographic is it, we're not necessarily like the big biggest population per se, but we are the most successful because now it does it, 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 th- that narrative doesn't really stand. That's why me and John were like, you know, it's like, really, we're victims. OK, if you want to start shit with us, there's like billions of us on the other side of the ocean. Okay, if necessary, you know, it's like we don't fall for it. The reason why we don't fall for it, because we're not victims. And the reason why I say this and I I, like I said, I don't speak for all Asians. John don't speak for all Asians or anything like that. But what what I'm trying to say is, is that they're trying to make you the victim. Why? So they can make money off of you. You are a consumer. You are a product. And so they're going to target the Asians at the fact that you are going to feel like a victim. You're going to read their story. You're going to click everything, even if it's like. Asian hate, you're going to click on it because it makes money. That's all that matters. So who they're going to put on on the mainframe, they can put Andrew Yang. They're going to put the Asian actors, the Chinese actors, the Asian hate and stuff like that. And then little known like the COVID-19, we all know that it came from China. Obviously, China hides information and now people died because of it. So the Chinese, uh, they own majority of, not majority, but they, they pay the mainstream media. Let's be real here, guys. And so they're, they're going to make it, oh, they're going to make it seem to the point where if you question COVID-19, it means you're a bigot toward Chinese or Asians. Does that make sense? It's, it's, it's crazy. I know that sounds like a conspiracy theory, and I just became Alex Jones for a little bit, but it, that's what I'm seeing. They're using us as leverage to say, oh, let's put all Asians together. So if you say something bad about COVID-19 coming from a lab or something like that, you are a bigot towards Asian. So they, what they're doing is they're mudding the conversation they're mudding this discussion and the discourse yep. you know what i mean well, and so y- go ahead 
Oh, uh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I was just going to say, how many hashtags do we have right now? Uh, Stop Black Asian Lives Asian. Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, um, oh, yeah. Asian lives matter. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag, you know, stop uh, Asian hate. Hashtag trans lives matter. We have all these hashtags. Aren't we just one demographic away, i.e. white people from just saying all lives matter? <laughs> I mean, look, look I, I, was dri- I was driving around. I was driving around in my old neighborhood the other day, and I saw all these yard signs. One said hashtag black lives matter and then there was another sign next to it hashtag stop asian t- hate and there was another sign that said hashtag stop muslim hate and there was all these signs and the only one that was missing from it was you know like like hate like don't blame or hate white people for everything and i was like wait a second <laughs> if you just added white people to the conversation it would literally be all lives matter <laughs> Do you I see found that, that very there? ironic. <laughs> Do you see that over there, John? Like where you're at? Do you see a lot of the signs outside in the houses and stuff like that? Because I know you're like woke central right there. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, so far not not around my area, but like you know when I'm driving around um, o- Oakland. Well, when I was in San Jose too, I see a lot of signs. Um, I just I just laugh, but you know, can't really I can't really react much just because a lot of people are watching. It's like. It's like, you know, I got to hide myself. I mean, basically, once this podcast is out there, uh, you know, my, my friends and family are going to see it. And, like, you know, what? I don't I don't I don't care anymore. I, <laughs> I, you know, at least at least I would know who's going to be there uh, um, with me, even though I have an opposite. I have a different opinion than, than them. Well, does your does your, uh, your your family and your friends do they lean like they don't lean necessarily far left, do they? I mean, when when we say far left to the audience, we think about the the commies, the communists, stuff like that. That's what when we say. Oh far no, left. my oh no, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, on on my father's side, no, we're good. We're <laughs> we're it's my mom. <laughs> it's my mommy. Right <laughs> side. Uh, oh no! Actually, no. You know what? My mom, I don't really know. She's not. Actually, she's not here. But definitely, yeah. a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends don't even want to talk to me anymore. When because I used to post a lot of like right leaning stuff, um, uh, uh, right leaning topics, and yeah, I don't hear from them anymore. Next thing you know, I've just been losing a lot of friends. I don't. I don't care anymore. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the, the 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 true people that want to want to be your friends, we're the ones that's going to stay. And um, if you're listening to this and you're John's friends, we're liberal if you really listen to us and what we're trying to say we we even made it clear where we're talking about the trans um athletes and stuff like that we want you guys to have your own leagues we're not saying to don't necessarily compete per se but it's just out of fairness and justice and you know being able to basically pursue your happiness but at the same time when you beat the shit out of somebody and break their school you're they're not pursuing their happiness i mean you're you're really setting it's like boundaries and limitations that's what we're trying to say. We have to talk about reality. Exactly. Well. Thank you. We're, we have to talk about reality. And we're I'm not all, saying. Go ahead, John. Uh, I just, I just, I just want to say that I support women's rights, uh, mm-hmm. real women's rights. Right. And I'm all up for that. Right. Like I, you're like I don't want to see a fucking woman get her fucking skull be- getting beaten in. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. I don't. That could be like my sister. I'd be pissed. Yes. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if Alan Fox is, I think she retired already. But she she was a she was big she was, but it's just like 
this whole thing with having a difference in opinion, even with the Asian shooting, I think, uh, I don't know about John, but I got called um, a race traitor or whatever, because of the fact that I made the argument that no, it was not racially motivated. It's not the fact that I'm rejecting it. Like I'm not, I'm not rejecting what happened in Oakland um, with the Thai man, may he rest in peace. That was not a racist act. And the reason that I think they're doing this is they're trying to like hide the true information, the data of what it proves, who is committing the majority of these hate crimes, right, against Asians. And, uh, well, it's Blacks, right? Not that we're saying that Blacks are racist. We're saying that the perpetrators that commit these hate crimes happens to be Black. You know what I mean? And it's having these conversations, these open conversations can be uh, a way to solve the problems. You can't solve problems if you're just going to muddy the conversation, the discussion. You can't change reality. In order to find solutions, we have to face the facts, right? And if we don't, then the issues are not going to be solved. And let alone um, the in the Oakland and in the, in the Bay Area and San Francisco and stuff like that, Asian and Blacks always been kind of like the, the community has been kind of like tension from my understanding, right? Uh, I don't know, John, you live there. I don't really pay attention much uh, yeah. uh, to, to that, but I'm not really originally from from California. I'm sorry. <laughs> were you, were, or were you, uh, were you, every time I say, where are you from? Like every time I say that, I sound like a racist because a lot of white people say that to me. Where are you from? <laughs> where are you from, from, you know what I mean? Like, I'm from Georgia, right, man. Right. No, I was, <laughs> no, I was born in the Philippines, but I, I did uh, live in the Midwest, Chicago, yeah. baby. Chicago. Right. So you end up in the Filipinos in the Philippine, and then you you go to Chicago. That's fucking cold. From my understanding, I heard it's like the windy, <laughs> wind, the windy city. That's what they say. The, the windy. windy city. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At least like four, four or five months out of the year, it's like it gets really cold, negative, uh, negative zero, and. Uh, four, five, six, twelve inches of of, of snow every morning. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I actually, I actually uh, uh, left. I uh, went to California, uh, and my my picture of of, uh, of California, my my uh, my visualization was sunny, always you know, um, sunny summer every day, and I didn't know anything about the Bay Area. San Francisco, mm-hmm. like holy crap! It's it still get. I mean, it doesn't get cold. It doesn't snow, but it's still cold. Right. Um, yeah. I guess I was I was I was thinking of Southern California. Yeah, like I'm in the middle. I'm in Central, so I'm about four hours away from you, John. We should just go to fucking okay. Florida. I'm just gonna wear some Crocs and socks and fist fight alligators. Oh man, I, okay. <laughs> I I just went there uh, on October. Uh, I actually went to is it Disneyland, yes. right? Yeah, Florida is Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Great weather. And um yeah. oh, I went to uh um, Cocoa Beach, the very first city in the United States. Um uh, uh, that same day, um uh they got rid of the um the mandate of the face mask. And how I was happy about that. Of course, like you know, hearing other people like, "Oh, like, you know, about I I don't know your opinion about uh, face mask and the coronavirus and all that. I don't want to say I don't. Okay, I want. I don't want to say anything. Anything anymore that would make me sound stupid, like the way they made Donald Trump look stupid. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. The far wisdom. The far wisdom podcast. We're, we're down to earth. We talk. We're, we're very open to ideas. So, <clears throat> my in my opinion, with the face mask, I think that little babies, as young as 
in fact, should be not wearing a mask. Why? Because majority of the study, the data, the data that was done, uh, majority of the infection was passed on uh, the schools. Let me talk about the schools in particular. Um, little babies, as young as five and, and to infancy, uh, they don't pass, they don't catch the virus, and they don't really die from the virus. Um, so I don't understand why they have to wear masks. I don't really get it. But um, here in California, where me and John is located at, we it's so stupid. It's like, okay, now we have to like double mask. Even if you're vaccinated, by the way, you you have to double mask. I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. You know, it's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't just put goggles on my face where I'm at it. You know what I mean? And so the whole mask thing, um, I, I, I get it. I wear my mask. I do what I got to do. I follow the rules because I got things to do. I have to go to a grocery shop. I have to do all, th- all these things because in a to have a productive society, we have to negotiate and compromise, correct? And so that's what I do. I wear my mask. But at the same time, it's like we're close to each other anyways, like in Costco and shit like that. And, and here in California, um, I believe Walmart's still open. Target's still open. Pretty much like the big, big corporation, they're, they, they're staying open. And so... Um, like Tesla, where John works, where you you sell cars, right? You sell the car, or you work in Tesla. Did they move already? I was working for Tesla. Uh, yeah. No, there's. Well, uh, from what I heard, uh, Elon has already moved or is moving to Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not so sure about the factory. I think the factory will stay in uh, in California mm-hmm. because it might take a while if they if they do transfer the uh, transport the whole thing to uh, to Texas. I, I I believe they've already built a factory again, or building a factory for the Cybertrucks. From from mm-hmm. what I heard, um, that's about it. Other yeah. than that, I yeah, my brother works for. The and factory. I don't understand like why um, they let Tesla shut down. Yeah, like go ahead. Like the the, uh, from, the um. Sorry, from <laughs> really? understanding. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go for it. Like for the for like when the COVID nineteen when they closed everything down, I don't understand why Tesla was closed. Because he didn't really have that much employees, no? From my understanding, like he didn't really have that much employees, and let alone everybody stood six feet apart, everybody had washed their hands. Oh no, they they had to um, shut down the factory because of COVID, um, and um, I just I just think that we just overreacted with all this situation. In California, we're still locked down. I mean, technically. We still locked down. I Technically, mean, I mean, supposedly we're getting better now. Um, I, I just, I just, um, I just think that um, shutting down businesses re- really, I don't know. I, I, I just feel bad for a lot of business owners. Yeah, like what about like uh, has anybody really looked up the numbers about us in California? I know that we had a lot of death tolls. Well, at the same time, we had a lot of people, but I believe from from if you compare California to Florida, they have the same like amount of deaths and infection rate so i mean i really don't get the point well, of us locking I mean, down anyways a, a lot of people aren't mentioning the fact too that the more deaths that a, a hospital has attributed to covid they get you know fema money and i mm-hmm. actually had yeah. a, i actually had a friend who passed wow. away on on christmas eve of last year i mean it, it was horrible but he, he had really uh terrible diabetes and he had other health mm-hmm. issues but but he did contract covid um but once he went to the hospital you know he was having some difficulties and different things but he seemed like he was okay he was able to walk on his own 
And then they put him on a ventilator and days later he, he died. And a lot of people are reporting the same thing. And I actually went to the hospital to view his dead body. Mm-hmm. And it was, re- it was very emotional. And they showed me his death certificate and it said death due to complications from COVID-19. And I was like, this guy had horrible diabetes that he didn't even take medicine for. Like he was taking like nutritional supplements, you mm-hmm. know, cause he was just so anti-doctor. Um, right. mm-hmm. But they didn't, they didn't mention his diabetes at all on his, on his death certificate. And this year and last year, we have had record low flu cases. Like the flu is almost non-existent right now. Mm, yeah. Like, why do you think, why do you think that is like, isn't that a little like fishy? And mm. then two, Donald Trump, Biden both had stocks in Pfizer, the main company responsible for making the code vaccines. I mean, so I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but there are too many things. And especially, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, Event 201. Mm-mm. Are you guys familiar Mm-mm. with that? No. Mm-mm. I don't know about John. Well, th- we'll go for are it. you familiar with it, John? Well, no, well no. Event, uh, event 201, if you if you look it up on YouTube, Event 201 highlights, it will give you goosebumps. So in September of 2019, Bill Gates and other world leaders convened in, I believe it was New York City, and they had this, this mock exercise of how would the world deal with a worldwide coronavirus pandemic? It, it, it was a mock exercise. Yeah, it, it, it was world leaders, military leaders, business leaders. This all day, uh, it, it, it was like a, a, a three-day conference where they, they had this mock exercise and they were pretending that a coronavirus came from a pig in Brazil and it took over the whole world and how they would deal with it. Well, guess what happened one month later? A worldwide coronavirus. Mm. So, Wow. I mean, just 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 stuff like that just makes you scratch your head and you're like, there are too many coincidences. Like th- this is like the 9-11 of this generation where right. it's like you, you you can't really prove exactly, you know, what the conspiracy is. But there's just too many things that just make you go, huh, that's really strange. And there's no explanation for it besides don't be a conspiracy theorist. And I always mm-hmm. remind people. It was President Nixon who was in the Watergate scandal. He he was the one that popularized conspiracy theorists because he was like, I am not a crook. These are all a bunch of conspiracy theorists, and they ended up being true. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to Alex Jones, majority of the time, he's like, he gets it right. I mean, his approach is screaming and being crazy. Martial but- law. It's the end of the world. <laughs> Turn them off, fucking cars. <laughs> it's like, and so these things is like it. It started to like come into play, and 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 here in California, really fucked everybody up. In California, it really, a lot of people commit suicides. A lot of people started drinking. Uh, there was a lot of crime rate that went through the freaking roof. Um, here in Fresno, California, our shooting went up. I believe, one hundred twenty-five or one hundred forty-five percent. So Newsom, he pretty much. Um, let the criminals go that are not, I guess, quote unquote, nonviolent offenders. And so um, we had a street vendor that was point blank executed 
uh, not too long ago. So these crimes, the crime rates are going up through the roof. Um, I don't know about in Oakland in that area. I, from my understanding, I think I think it went up as well because uh, in that area they have like a shitty district attorney, and he let everybody get away with everything. I mean, in in San Francisco in the Bay, um, a lot of robberies too in broad daylight as well. So, I mean, it's just like seeing everything that's going on at the moment like with the Asians hate and stuff like that I'm starting to see through it and I'm pretty sure you guys are, are in the situation that I'm in it's bullshit uh, and, and it's a way I guess to put it more to, to kind of like summarize it uh, fear sells okay scaring people yes, sells absolutely yeah the more that you scare somebody the more that you are they're going to depend on the government that figurehead to protect them from harm well, well- I actually want to reiterate something. So a lot of people listening to this may be thinking that, oh, you know, she's talking to some right wing, you know, supporter. Um, I I do consider myself, you know, um, leaning conservative. You know, um, I grew up in a religious household, whatnot, but I I support Medicare for all and no Republican supports that. I think it's a great thing. And I think marijuana should be legal, but I also am not a fan of abortion. So I'm all over the political map. So Mm -hmm. I I can't really be pigeonheld into the left or the right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I love, and I love San Francisco. I was staying out there in 2019. And even though the rent is crazy expensive, um, I really love the food and culture out there. There's tons of wonderful, you know, martial art gyms, but then once COVID hit, you know, it was just like, you know, uh, the, the Bay area just became like, a dead zone like many other places in the world. But, uh, and I think we can all agree that, well, I don't want to speak for everyone, mm-hmm. at least for myself. I do think that there is a, a rise in hate crimes against Asians because people are stupid and they think that every Asian person is someone from China that's bringing in, you know, coronavirus and not every Chinese person has coronavirus either. So I, I do think that there is a slight elevation against them just because of all this fear mongering. And I do think that COVID is real. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that is saying that, Oh, COVID is, is not real and it's fake. I think that all these things are happening, but it's being magnified. As John said, it's being overblown. So we're turning this, this problem that is real and needs to be talked about and addressed, but we're magnifying it times a million so we can get, uh, you know, more views, more clickbait, because these news media stations, the way they make money is by people viewing their commercials. More, more eyes on the program means more revenue from the ads. Mm-hmm. So they need controversy and drama sales. And unfortunately, at the detriment of society. And to the Asian, I guess they say community is like to us. Well, to me, uh, and well, my family, they're, they're Cambodian. I, I asked them, I said, you know, what do you got? My, my, my parents who fled a communist regime, I mean, what do you guys think about, you know, the situation? They go, we think it's just overblown. It's propaganda. Yeah, it, it's, they're succeeding too. A lot of people are like, stop Asian hate, hashtag stop Asian hate and stuff like that. I haven't hashtag anything. Um, but it's just like, um, <clears throat> using uh, the, the thing that makes me angry about this Asian thing. Uh, Asian hate is that they're not they're not addressing the problem they they are focusing on something else they are feeding into it 
they're trying to make us into the victims. And just like, you know, John said, we're, it's like a oppressive structure that they're making it like systematic racism, which is absolute bullshit, by the way. Because, like I said, because if you look at the data, you know, Filipinos and Cambodians and stuff like that, we are successful. We came from Southeast Asia. We came to the country. We did our part. And we just continue on doing what we got to do. And, and I remember I hit up, hit up John. I don't know if you just remember this, John. I hit him up and I asked him, I said, you know, what do you think about this whole thing is happening? He goes, we are told to shut up majority of the time. Like if it like all these racism, like I've been facing racism since fucking forever. Right. And when I, every time I bring up the, the race that's committing the racism to me, I'm told that, oh, well, you guys are not, you guys were never slaves. You guys were never, you know, um, you guys are not the victim, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm told to be quiet for quite some time. I think in all honesty, Asian racism, I mean, racism against us has been happening for quite some time. We just don't talk about it. Why? It's just not our thing. We suffer quietly. Just like John said, we look down. We don't, we just take, we just take it. And it, it's pretty much, well, and you guys, go ahead. Um, I actually do stand-up comedy on the side just for fun. I'm, I'm no professional, or you know, or you know, but I, I do open mic sometimes. And I notice that whenever I go to you know open mic sessions, uh, you know, it, it's so easy to you know make fun of white people like oh they 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 can't dance, they have you know small penises and all these things, you know, all, right. all those jokes or you know. Uh, Asian people are really smart. Every Asian person is a straight A student and all these kind of things. But the moment that you make a joke about some black stereotypes, then the whole club is ready to like beat your ass and people are, <laughs> are, are calling you, you know, uh, uh, racist. I actually made a, a joke and this, you know, this may not be appropriate. Say it and let uh, the fire with some. This is where inappropriateness come into play. Have you guys? So this was my joke that that I gave, and I I got ran out of the club basically. But after all these, you know, comedians got out there and were making all these, you know, white jokes, which I thought were funny. I was laughing at it. You know how white people can be fake to your face sometimes and then whenever you walk away they they walk behind you know talk behind your back they have small penises they can't dance they can't cook they don't use spices on their foods all these things right and i'm laughing at it you know because there is some truth to it you know every joke has some truth but i get up on stage and i'm like hey have you guys heard about uh coca-cola and their new initiative for their employees you know so Coca-Cola, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this, but for new employees during orientation, white employees, they take them to this separate room and they pull up this seminar and this slide and it, and it teaches them how to be less white. Right. I'm like, how, how do you be less white? I mean, I already have a, a low credit score and a baby mama. I think I'm the <laughs> blackest guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> And that that made a lot of people angry because because, you know, the the, the stereotype is that, you know, um, in the black community, right. there's a lot of single single mothers and and black men have, you know, low credit scores. Well, I pay child support and I have a baby mama. I'm divorced. And my credit score, while it's not horrible, it's not like nothing to brag about either. It's not an 800. 
you know, and I thought the joke was pretty funny, uh, but th- th- they didn't appreciate it. And I, I got like some death stares, my whispering about what they were going to do to me after the show. But I, yeah. I-, I found it very ironic. And I actually have a YouTube channel that I, I just released a couple of days ago here, and it's called Where's the Good News, where I only share stories that are positive in the right. news to, to, right. to sort of reprogram people's brain. And I made this short documentary called Hashtag Stop All Hate, and mm-hmm. this documentary is about 20 minutes long, and it's just a compilation of news stories of every race, every racial demographic being racist against someone else. And it Mm -hmm. sort of destroys that narrative that only white people can be racist. So this documentary is called, you know, hashtag stop all hate. And it's just a compilation of, you know, whites being racist, Asians being racist, uh, blacks Mm -hmm. being, uh, you know, uh, uh, feminist, all these things. It, 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 It sort of points out, the hypocrisy from all the demographics, but then it ends on a positive note and sort of just reminds people that, Hey, we're all just people wanting the same basic things, a roof over our head, some food in the fridge and friends and family and to be right. safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not, that hard, people. <laughs> it's not that hard to just smile and laugh. Okay. And it's just like, um, this this whole world, you know, everybody's just trying to make themselves uh, appear in public and stuff like that. And and it's me, 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 a, a current society of just look at me. Um, it's making everybody Victim sick. Olympics is what I call it. Victim <laughs> Olympics. I am more oppressed than you. You know, it, it, it's kind of like someone walks up and they're like, man, hard being the child of divorce. Well, try being a black child of divorce. And then yeah. someone walks up. Try being a handicapped, transgendered, Muslim, atheist child of divorce. <laughs> and the, well, I'm not sure I'm if I can be, be Muslim too. and atheist at the same time. But it, it's just like we're in this competition about <laughs> who, who life, whose life is most shittiest. Whenever I was growing up, we used to brag about what we had. Now we brag about what we don't have. Exactly. Um, and that's, you know, that's the world that we live in today. Uh, unfortunately. And, 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 and as you said earlier, too, everyone talks about like uh, white people are at the top of the pyramid and they're privileged. Right. Well, like you said, if you look at the data, Asian Americans have the most degrees. They have the, the most, uh, you know, household income. They're doing quite well, I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there aren't Asians that aren't poor or there aren't Asians in America that that, uh, that are struggling because they're struggling people in all demographics. But if you look at the data, Asians are outperforming whites. Mm-hmm. We beat them in their own system. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it it doesn't make any fucking sense. If you like I said, you know, we we want to bring reality back to this freaking clown world that we're living in. You know what I mean? And you know, it's a circus, a reality circus at the moment. So well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Go go ahead, Randall. You're I was just gonna say I was just gonna I was just gonna say one last thing is that you know, John being a mixed martial artist and me being involved in martial arts. 
martial arts is the ultimate way to end racism because it doesn't matter what color skin you are come from once you get in, in the ring um, anybody mm-hmm. can be knocked out okay. you know a, a black a black man or a white yeah. man or an asian man everybody gets knocked out the same and i think john can agree with me on that <laughs> everybody falls out the same when they're knocked out exactly so, i really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and uh, i'm gonna link all the information down below john this is john's first podcast and i really hope you enjoy it, john hanging out with us today hey i I did. I wish I can add more. Uh, I wish I can be as as intellectual as you guys, or at least sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know, I'm gonna have a, a podcast episode where I'm gonna bring all uh, MMA fighters that are amateur, and they're gonna have this conversation. So basically, the Far Wisdom podcast is gonna be like little mini Joe Rogan, where all these fighters are gonna come together. And I really want you guys to be open about your uh, career in fighting and the the pros and cons and stuff like that, because everybody think they're like, oh well, I can fight and blah blah blah. So, um, anyways, to the <laughs> audience, I hope I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation with us, and thank you for hanging out with us. So, I'm gonna link all the information down below. John here was here with us, thank and Randall Stroud. And uh, I hope you guys don't call us bigots. We are very we are three of the nicest people that you could hang out. We're, we're not we're not bigots. We're not right wing lunatics. We are not. We didn't overthrow the Capitol on January sixth. We are just regular people that just want uh, the world to go back to, I wouldn't say normal per se, because we're, we're at the stage of race. We might as well just, you know, go with it 100,000%. But always remember that dicks comes in many different colors. So it's not just whites that are the only assholes. Okay. So, all right. So hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Hit us up, like, subscribe, love, foul. Um, and as always, guys, stay far out. Bye. Hit like and subscribe. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Adios. <laughs> Adios.